Welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. This recording is from a live we did for the AF Mentor group on productivity, which we thought might be useful to other people. So we hope you enjoy. If you are interested in joining the group, you can head to afmentors.com. We're here, we're talking about productivity. Great. Let's do it. Let's be productive. Great. Great. <laughs> um, actually, one point I was going to make, actually, let's get the post up first, because there was a couple of good points there, and then I've got a load of stuff I want to say, and I know you've got some excellent um, input. <laughs> always, always. Patronising luck. <laughs> uh okay right okay lucy's saying scheduling days slash managing when to do tasks around a full-time corporate job working on my coaching business and my own self-care i'm completely committed to having to put long hours in to make this work and i know that it's what i signed up for when starting business but sometimes i feel like i flip from one task to another or have so much i want to work on but struggling to focus on one thing at a time I think this is a great place to start because that, that's kind of, I mean, it's not even just about productivity, it's, it's overwhelm in general. Like you're doing a lot of things. And I think this is probably like all the tips under this are going to be important, but this is the most important thing is kind of that like 80-20 principle, right? Are you actually focusing your efforts where they're going to get the biggest return? And if you're spending ages like working on your business, but all you're doing is fucking around on Canva, like that's possibly not the best use of your time like on an even higher level as well like I don't have a tv and I noticed that Caroline who's just joined welcome Caroline um I noticed on her stories the other day she was like I got rid of my tv and I mean like this is completely up to the individual right if you're someone who gets a lot of joy from watching tv I just thought it was a complete fucking waste of time and I never really enjoyed it and actually it was just sat there and I never used it anyway so it didn't it really increase my productivity because I wasn't using it but for a lot of people, just that simple act. They're like, I'm so busy. I don't have time to do anything. It's like, you literally spend an hour, I mean, probably much more than that, but like at least an hour a night watching TV that you could be spending on something else. So sometimes it's like higher level stuff. Like we talk a lot about getting a cleaner, like things that you can outsource really, really simply or that you can just cut out of your life. Like better than being more productive is just stopping doing shit that, isn't adding any value so, so this, this is this is well. freeing up more time so that's that's definitely a part of it it's like i i like the phrase to be intentional with stuff because like watching netflix or tv is fine like there's good stuff on there but the issue is when you do it unconsciously where you sit in front of it where you vegetate in front of it and this was even worse back in the day where you literally just used to turn the tv on and just watch bullshit Nowadays, Netflix is kind of similar where you just put yeah, something random on. It's kind of worse because instead of like watching shit, you literally spend an hour looking for the shit that you want to watch and then waste an hour. For sure, for sure. But so I got rid of Netflix for that reason because it's not intentional. So I just use Apple TV because it's intentional. If I want to watch something specific, I'll just watch it. I'll just find it and watch it and I'll pay for it. But that's fine because the amount of time I'm saving makes sense. Anyway. There's lots of ways because it's, of... it's a barrier, right? You're like, yeah, I, it's friction. I want to watch this enough to actually pay for it. Like, if you don't want to watch it enough to pay for it, you don't want to watch it enough. So just don't watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, just, um, just as a point to clarify, um, when we say you do something else, it doesn't mean work on your business all the time, every day, like nine o'clock at night working on your business. Other things, including hanging out with friends, resting, sleeping, because um, that's the other thing is people stay up until 2 a.m. watching Netflix and then it kind of kills the next day. And then it's kind of this, oh, then they're not tired at bedtime and then they watch Netflix to put themselves to sleep or some bullshit or they're watching some million part series, which is, yeah, anyway. Yeah, this isn't productivity. This is creating more time. Like taking time off is productive. Yeah. And for some people that might be watching Netflix, like actually going for a walk, watching Netflix, having the weekend off, gives you ideas and potentially like recharges your batteries so that you are more productive because just working harder and harder and harder. If you take this into a different context, like if you overtrain, you just burn out, right? The quality of your work becomes worse and worse and worse. You're getting people to do like three hour gym sessions. By the last hour, their output is shit because there isn't the capacity there. I think, and we're about to come on to like deep work and things, but it's kind of the same with that like if you're just like oh yeah if I can do x amount of work in an hour then I can obviously do that times three if I have a three hour block and that that actually isn't the case like your concentration span goes your productivity and remember like productivity isn't the amount of hours you work it's like the output you're getting from your input so at some point that that like diminishes and that's called like the law of diminishing returns or you're like the point of diminishing returns and I think actually looking at kind of like your whole life like this is, is quite a good way to look at things. Like exercise is a great example. There is a point at which probably, I don't know, like 30, 40 minutes into your session that doing more, yeah, you still, you're still getting more, but the, the returns are massively diminishing. It's There's junk no volume, right? In workouts. Huh? Junk volume. Yeah. 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 And just like, tra- moving your arms and nothing's happening. The same is true with work, right? You, you probably notice like when you sit down and you're like, right, I've got a block of work. So like the first, I don't know, hour or so you get shit ton done. And then you're like, right, I'm just going to keep plowing through and you get less and less and less done. Whereas if you just stopped taking a break and then come back to it, you would get more done in less time in a much more enjoyable way. So some of it's about like managing things well. Um, yeah. But just like, I think people do forget what productivity is. Like it's the output you're getting from a given input. And I try and do stuff like with my training and with work, like really think about that law of diminishing returns. Like as soon as it kind of hits that point of like, yeah, I'm not getting as much output as I normally do anymore. Then I change task. Like then I will do something else. Yeah. And I mean, just a a frame which, which helped me because when you're kind of in hustle mindset, it's hard to rest. But if you reframe rest as being more productive because you're increasing the amount of work per unit time, then it's then a positive thing. You you can do better, not necessarily more by sheer volume, but better work. So resting, and we'll talk about the Pomodoro technique as well, but having regular rests will mean you can do better work for potentially longer, which means you'll have to do less overall potentially but should we just go back to the og question and just kind of uh yeah so the biggest thing is is you know you're talking about overwhelm and focus like if you don't have clarity and i spoke about this on tuesday but if you don't have clarity in where you're going to go it's inevitable that you're overwhelmed because 
that there's no, there's no direction. It's like that quote from Alice in Wonderland. If you uh, don't know where you want to go, it doesn't matter which direction you go in. Um, and then once you have, yeah, Cheshire Cat. Um, and once you have clarity, then you can you can rank tasks according you can uh, according to whether they will get you to that end goal. Um, and then you can start to see which things are less important um, and, and then not important at all. And that will help you with when you're like, oh, there's a million things to do. It's like, well, no, no, I've literally got this list of things. What's on the top? And then there's a line. If it's under the line, you don't even have to do it. It will probably not move the needle in your business. And this is where logos sit. Well, not really. It's just not spending a shit ton of time on it. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Should we move on to what you think like your best productivity tips are? And I think kind of just, again, like overarching to start with, I think the most important thing is figuring out where you actually need to put your time to get the best results from it. And that sounds like a really obvious thing. But it's actually very hard to do because you have your own biases, you have your own lenses. It's hard to see your business from like an outside perspective. And most of us don't have the data on our business. Like, do you actually know where your clients are coming from? Do you know where, like if you're doing YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, emails, like blah, 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 podcasts as well. Like, do you actually know which channel your clients are coming from or which is most valuable and can you double down on that instead of like spreading yourself too thin so things like that that's why you need a bit of data it, it can be as simple as especially to start with it can just be as simple as when someone applies to work with you where did you hear about me oh i follow you on instagram if everyone is i'm following you on instagram maybe you like prioritize that i'm not saying don't do anything else but on the weeks where you do feel overwhelmed you prioritize i'm gonna at least post on instagram might not get a YouTube video out this week, but I will have done like what I know is the most important thing. Um, yeah. And then I think just like treating yourself like a business as opposed to, the, the analogy I like for this is when you give clients like flexible dieting, you often give them a little bit too much freedom. So like, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, as long as I stay within my calories. You're like, yeah, to an extent, but it's going to be pretty hard if you don't have some structure, routine and discipline within that. And it's much the same when you're self-employed and you're like, I can work whenever I want, whenever I want, like blah, blah, blah. I can, like, I could take today off if I want. I could shut my laptop and go and do whatever I want. Sometimes it's too much freedom because like I'll do that later I'll do that another day or blah 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 and things never get done whereas I still kind of treat my job like a nine-to-five like it has a structure yes I've got flexibility if I want it and that's lovely to have but much the same with my diet like it's pretty structured it's pretty basic it's probably not that far off what most what some people might look like on a meal plan but then I do have those like I do have the flexibility within that if I choose to use it when I choose to use it but I think structure and discipline especially when it comes to productivity and making decisions and just like getting shit done is so, so undervalued. So I would start, you know, if you don't have like a basic day structure, especially if you're moving from working in the gym to working at home, because even that gives you structure. Like these are when my clients are locked in for the day. So that's my day structure, right? It's kind of given to you. When you're at home and you're working online, you're like, oh, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. 
So block out things in your day. At this time, I'm doing a podcast. This is the time I write content. This is the time I work on my business and go through AFM stuff. This is the time I'm doing further development. Like these are the times I'm doing check-ins. Set yourself out like a business instead of it just being like a bit of a free-for-all. So I think people go the other way. I don't think people start an online business and suddenly are like, oh, I've got loads of free time. I think they fill too much time and work too much. And productivity is then associated with focus and overwhelm as opposed to people just playing in the park all day, you know? I, I don't um, think, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying people play in the park all day. I'm saying people don't have structure to their day. Oh, 100%. 100% people don't have structure. And I think sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. it does come from, and I've had this before with like, even like your friends being like, oh, well, you know, you work online for yourself so you can do whatever you want, whatever you want. Like, do you want to come and have lunch? And you're like, yeah, okay. And sometimes that's amazing. And that's nice. And you're like, that's kind of why I work for myself. So that when I do want to mm. do that, I just do it. But it should be a rarity as opposed to like every day you're like, oh yeah, I'll just do whatever I want. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Claire's saying, oh, I think people are just talking about getting rid of their TVs. I agree. Uh, Caroline's saying it's much more aesthetically pleasing corner. And Claire's saying, I agree. Got some nice photos, candles and flowers where it used to be. The only thing is like, I do find when people come around, it's sort of like, sometimes it's a little bit less so now, but I used to just have everything set up. Like, and then there was a space where the TV used to be. And then it, it, like, I just removed the TV. And then it was just like, was like a little bit weird I've rearranged things now um a practical uh tip because you were talking about people doing lots and lots of different things socials gathering data all that kind of stuff if you do find that you are doing multiple jobs or overwhelmed or anything like that it can be good to have a hard reset and just to kind of start from scratch I'm not saying start from scratch but kind of mentally start from scratch and if you don't have data yet, yes, data is important, but you'll have a gut feeling from where people are coming from, just where you're getting engagement and interaction. And this is where we kind of talk about this kind of one, one, one thing, you know, having one social media platform where you get most of your people from, double down on that. That is the most important thing. Potentially have one more, which you're growing in the background. As a solopreneur or individual, you're not going to be able to run five or six uh, either accounts or platforms effectively because each one has a slightly different flavor and it's slightly different content if you want to crush it. This is why we're so against people having multiple accounts, even on Instagram, because it just divides your focus and your focus is so, so important, so, so vital. And there's this thing called context switching when you start jumping from different things. So if you have 12 things to think about, you'll be infinitely less effective at any of them because you're jumping between them. And this, we can talk about this briefly with deep work versus just doing one thing. So having one social media platform, which you become a master of, boom. Then having, you know, potentially one thing which you sell, but we, we're not gonna get into that now, but it just allows you to focus. And then it's very clear the kind of the things you need to do. And you can have, as Emma was saying, like a content block, a fulfillment block. And to be honest, like those are the, most important things, things which keep the business going, i.e. make money, things which give your clients an incredible experience. Like those are the two most important things to focus on. And you can always kind of loop around back to these things. What do I need to do now? 
does it make money? Does it improve my client experience? Does it make money? Does it improve my client experience? And just to, before Emma jumps in, what improves, improves your client experience is often not what you think improves your client experience because I know coaches will spend weeks, months, and years building client experience when the clients don't give a shit. So ask the clients, interact with clients, but also it's probably less than you think. You're probably compensating for lack of confidence by building PDFs and backends, which you don't necessarily need to. By all means, do it, but just be aware of that. Yeah, agreed. I think, and, and just on that note about like productivity, and sometimes if you haven't, I know I sometimes feel this, like if you haven't like created anything that day, like you haven't put out any content or you haven't recorded something or you haven't done like work to grow your business, you can feel like, well, you can feel like you've not done work to grow your business. But I was speaking about this last week on the live about the importance of retention. And actually sometimes instead of writing a social media post, which is essentially probably for other personal trainers and a bit of an ego boost, you could just send an extra, oh, hey, I'm like, how are you getting on this week to one of your clients or to a couple of your clients, like offer a little bit more support or give a little bit more in check-in or do an extra live just for them or something like add a little bit of content to them, which is going to help retention as opposed to always like thinking that the only way to kind of grow your business, because that grows your business, like retention grows your business. That's probably an easier way because they're already brought into you, aren't they? Like you're just trying to get people to stay a little bit longer. Um, or a lot longer. Yeah. So that that would be just like a little bit of a reframe of maybe what you think is important. Um, Rob's just saying, guilty of the structure thing. I find it really hard to be strict with myself on times to do things because I'm at the mercy of how I feel. Also, my main job sometimes gets in the way. Just a point on how you feel it's like motivation versus action thing um which i think emma was probably going to say um you, you won't feel motivated until you take action and you can train yourself to be motivated by building a habit of action and let's segue beautifully into deep work if you and deep work is a skill if you get into this skill of being productive and doing something at a certain time of day you will get better at it and your body will get used to being primed at that time of day. Traditionally, it's the morning. It doesn't have to be. What were you going to say, Emma, before I go off in on a... <clears throat> on deep work? On Rob's question. Um, oh, sorry, it's just gone now. Uh, yeah, I think the same. How you feel is, is very similar to clients being like, oh, yeah, I was really motivated the first week and then I just didn't feel like doing it. And this is where, like, having things like I have for clients, which are, like, non-negotiables, very similar in business. Like, okay, what are, if you can pick, like, and, and this will depend on, like, the time you have. And, Rob, I know you work another job. So if you can pick, like, three or four things that you have as non-negotiables that you need to get done that week, Maybe it's like one would be like actually checking in with my clients, of course. Two would be maybe doing at least three social media posts. Like maybe that's like your bare minimum baseline thing. And anything else on top of that, great. But on the weeks that you're struggling, on the weeks that you like don't feel like doing it, you still make sure that you nail those things. Um, but that's really like, I find that kind of motivating because that is the difference. Doing things when you don't feel like doing it, doing things when you don't, when you're not excessively motivated 
that's the difference between people who get results and people who don't like that's it there really really isn't that much else and if there's kind of like two principal things that will get you results it's like being consistent and having patience that's true for fat loss that's true for body composition that's true for building muscle it's true for building a business like consistently obviously iterating on things and checking you're actually doing the right things but moving in the right direction and having patience and just being consistent it sounds really boring but it's so so underrated and nobody wants to hear that that's like that's the secret they're like oh no tell me how to make ten thousand pounds in a month after two weeks like that isn't what's going to grow a long-term sustainable business um and none of the like everything that looks like an overnight success usually isn't an overnight success so reminding yourself of that like on the days we don't feel like doing it that actually those are the days that matter most and that's always quite motivating to me yeah and going back to kind of the focus and defining things if you can define the essentials the minimum viable intervention or whatever that you need to do for your business to run then that's the stuff that you need to do week in week out when you're busy or, or don't feel like it and then anything else is extra and that might be social media posts uh dm conversations fulfillment um that, that might literally be it that might literally be it um so yeah and once you kind of define that it takes a lot of pressure off because you can actually probably delete 90 percent of your to-do list and just figure everything out yeah and um, i think once you identify that it takes a lot of the time away from sitting down and being like okay now i'm going to work on my business and then you spend like 80% of the time you had to actually work figuring out what the best thing to do is right now like what or what should I be doing should I write this and then you'd flip between writing that and remember that you haven't done x or you haven't replied to this email and blah and then you're trying to do numerous things at once and you never actually get anything done so that's why like planning ahead identifying what is the most important thing and then when you sit down you already have a list there to action that's so 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 much more productive Otherwise, you do end up opening 50 tabs and scrolling through things and blah, 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 which is fine. And I actually think like as we're coming on to deep work, something that people get a bit wrong about deep work is think of it maybe like high intensity interval training. Like if you're doing it properly, you can't do very much of it. So manage that expectation. And the second thing is deep work is for when you have like a purpose and an idea and something to actually work on like you also need what people call like unfocused work basically so that you can pull ideas together so that you're figuring things out so yeah maybe you do spend a couple of times in the evening like Emil and I do this all the time we're like looking at property shit and then like he'll be sending me some article about something completely different and like that's fine but I would never do that if I was trying to focus on work on something not saying that you're always going to be doing deep work or that you're always going to have that like structure and focus to write things or to do things or to action things there has to be a balance of the both but it is like kind of scheduling those in so that you actually get shit like that done like maybe you spend your like unstructured work kind of making a list of things that are important like that's part of finding out what is productive and what is important and you probably want to play with a couple of ideas and, and then you go bam that's what i need to focus on Yeah, I mean, let's let's jump onto deep work, but just there's there's a book, a number of books by a guy called Stephen Pressfield, Steve Pressfield. Um, the first one's called The War of Arts. The second one's called Turning Pro. Uh, the third one's called Do the Work. And basically, they're about they're about writing and, and writers and about how you 
you do it by doing it you get good at it by doing it you get motivated by doing it and and the art is to do it and just to book so it that in and takes do it. three books they're, they're quite short to be fair but um yeah if you can spread it out over three he can sell them um but it's it, they're worth reading um and that then ties into deep work because how you feel is very related to your actions in the real world so if you don't go to sleep early you will feel like shit right if you wake up and go straight on instagram you probably will be distracted for an hour and not work if you maybe don't exercise or go out in the sun each day yeah you'll feel like shit so you can engineer feeling good and that's a big part of it then the art as we've just discussed is also doing it when you don't feel good but things like, okay, so you're going to do deep work, especially if you've got a job, 7am, you're going to wake up, you're going to get a glass of water and a protein shake, whatever it is, and then you're going to work for an hour. You're not going to check your phone. You're not even going to turn your phone on. You're not going to look at any social media. You already know from the night before what exactly, what single task you're going to do. It might be writing content for an hour. You're going to put a stopwatch on and you're just going to start writing. And when you start, it's going to feel really difficult and really hard. But that is the skill that you are building. You are, you are learning how to deep work because, frankly, we don't know how to do it. We're, we're, we're distracted. We have three-minute attention spans. You will literally, after three minutes, reach for your phone, realize it's off, and be like, shit. So that is how you're going to build deep work. And first thing in the morning is best because your mind is it's just like a clean hard drive. You haven't put any shit into it yet. You haven't checked, don't check your emails, don't do anything. Just get straight into that task, which you've planned the night before. Reduce the friction for that to happen. And I'll just throw in here the Pomodoro technique, which is basically you set a timer, you work for 25 minutes or 45 minutes, doesn't really matter how long, you take a five minute break and you just stick to this like militarily. It may work for you, it may not, but it works really well because it allows you to then expand how long you can work for. And the classical timing is like 25 minutes, five minute break, 25 minutes, five minute break. You do six of those and then you have a long break. So that's just under three hours of work broken up into 25 minute slots. You can get a shitload done. Like you can do a whole days of work, a day of work in, the, in that time. Once you get good at it, once you nail it, like that is the pinnacle of deep work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. It is a skill like you... Much like, I don't know, if you want to run at maximal capacity, if you do it now, you're not going to be able to run very far, but the better you get at it, the longer you can run at that speed. Like, it's the same sort of principle. Like, you have to work on it and you have to start getting better at it and you have to stop getting so easily distracted by things. Um, but equally, I think what people get, even when people kind of start realising how productive they can be in a short space of time if they remove distractions there is that like want for more and I don't like it's not an infinite amount of things so like I mean running is a good example like no matter how fit you are you can't run at maximal speed for a very long period of time like lactic buildup whatever the kind of it's like very similar like no one can do deep work for five hours straight like there's not a chance like you're never going to get to that capacity but can you get way better than what you are yeah and I think like the, people often put these like limitations of themselves on like genetics and things as well. Like, oh, well, I'll never be as fast as you said, Bolt. Right, sure, that, that is 100% true. But can I be ridiculously faster than I am now? Yes. Like you'll never be able to do deep work for 24 hours a day, but can you be so much better than you are now? Yes, and you're nowhere near that potential at the moment. So that's kind of what you're striving for. Yeah, and just a point there, like 
don't beat yourself up if you're not perfect with this stuff. Like this is a skill. I say this to my clients all the time. You don't expect to jump on an archery range and hit a bullseye. So you might say, right, tomorrow, deep work, I'm going to be a ninja. Then you check your phone and you think, well, I fucked it. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I'm never going to succeed. Blah. Like, whoosa, chill. It's fine. How can I change this tomorrow? Maybe my phone was next to my bed. Maybe next time I'll put it in the kitchen. Um, why didn't I do deep work? Maybe my desk was messy. Maybe I can tidy up my desk. Maybe when I opened my laptop, Facebook was already open. Maybe I can delete it and literally just have a blank Google Doc ready to go the night before. Maybe I can... Uh, Maybe I can journal for 45 minutes before I start, which where I clarify my goals, do some affirmations and maybe visualization, like whatever the hell you can, you iterate, you'll find your own system for doing this over time. Um, but you need to build it. It's like any habit or skill. You need to figure this out. It won't happen the first time. Um, and as Emma said, I think in the book, he says four hours of deep work is like the max. Um, and, and, you know, four hours is like the max, and maybe, maybe six hours, but anyway, four hours, the max, the max. So that's like Usain Bolt, right? So for us mere mortals, if we can get like one and a half hours done, to be perfectly honest, that is probably more than most people do in a day. A oh, yeah, De like, definitely. I think I normally get about half an hour to 40 minutes in the morning, and then I go to a coffee shop, and I think I probably get, I actually find it easier there. This is another point to make is like your location, and potentially like time of day and things like that like you'll figure out what kind of works for you but I find if I'm in a coffee shop I don't know if it's like the low level distraction or like the low level stuff going on but I have like noise cancelling headphones in and that for me probably mixed with the right amount of caffeine like is perfect but I do notice after I don't know an hour like I probably have within that about an hour of like really solid good work and then it does just start to like trail off and I'll start to check other stuff. But then I don't really mind. Like, yeah, that is the unscattered stuff. That's like, okay, now I'm going to do, before I leave and go home, a social media post or like something that's like a little bit easier to do on the, on the brain or like I'll structure something on Canva. Like it doesn't always have to be hard, hard, hard work. But equally, depending on the time that you have to do that, like I have time to play around on Canva. If you're like, I've literally got no time, I'm working, I'm a busy mom, I've got another job, I'm trying to build a business, blah, blah, blah. You don't have time to do that stuff. So you have to be better at deciding what it is that's gonna make your business grow and what it is that needs to be done that day. And then after that, sure, if you get that done, fuck around on Canva if you want, or like do whatever you want, but those have to be done first. So it's like taking that stuff off first. Like you have to eat your peas before you can have pudding. Although you have other things um, permission to eat. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting <laughs> into that. <laughs> Three things that I kind of thought about, and I'll probably forget them by the time I get to them. So the coffee shop thing is great. And what you missed out is you, you work with someone in the coffee shop. It's surprising how powerful. Ever. No, no, no. But that's the magic. So there's a, there's a website called Focusmate where you um, literally connect with someone you say, in this next hour, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. They say, in this next hour, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. You literally sit on Zoom, working on a video with each other, not talking. You can hear them like tapping away or you can mute them. It's bizarre, but it works. It's like five bucks a month. I think you get a certain number of calls free. You can build that within AFM. Like who, who wants to do a work block 7 to 8 a.m.? Awesome. You literally both log into AFM. You're going to show up because you're... Um, 
you've told them you're going to show up. It's in your calendar. You're not going to be checking your phone because they're going to be like, bro, what the hell? Bro or female bro. Um, and sis. you're going to, sis, sis, you're going to actually get your stuff done. And you, you, you declare what you're going to do. And you can do Pomodoro's. You can go all day. You can just do an hour. You can do an hour later. There's lots of options. So that's, that's focus, make coffee shop slash AFM mates. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be a good idea to do. Like, I remember you, we discussed this and you're like, yeah, I've done it a couple of times. It works really well. It seems like such a weird thing. Like, why would you sit on Zoom with someone else watching you? But it does mean that you get stuff done and you don't have, like, if you're like, oh yeah, I'd love to go to, like, I'm really lucky with Jordan that we kind of do, I mean, he does something completely different than me, but it just works. Like, we don't chat too much. Whereas I've done it with other people and we just end up talking and I'm like, this isn't really why we would do this. But anyway. You could do it as in you both go to your own coffee shops the other side of the world not the world maybe britain wherever and you're both there on zoom doing work together like it, it weird i know it sounds weird but it does work and i think it probably Humorous. would work that ounce better if you vaguely like you know you're both on afm like you vaguely know each other it's not just a completely random person on the internet and you log on and you're like I'm doing check-ins and then I'm gonna update my email copy my website copy whatever and they're like cool in this hour I'm doing this this, and this bam and then yeah yeah it, it is it is helpful um worth a shot for productivity for sure um the the other two things I was going to mention one is like if you finished a block of work and you start doing random shit admin and canva and stuff that's fine. Just be aware that if you're operating at six out of 10, it may be worth taking a zero out of 10 rest and doing zero work. So walking around the apartment and, and resting the mind, because then you'll be able to do 10 out of 10 work again. So it's a balance because you don't want to be on the computer for four hours doing six out of 10 work when you could do it in 45 minutes in one go. And this is kind of Parkinson's law. So, you know, if, if you've got all day, it will take you all freaking day. And what I found being on the road is I, I don't have all day. Like I have shit to do. I need to get everything wrapped up by 1 p.m. I get everything wrapped up by 1 p.m. And then I have the afternoon. Whereas if I had the whole day, I would work all day. So it's just worth considering that you can spend all day. There's infinite things to do. You need to draw a line somewhere just for life, but also productivity. And then the last thing, which I find is very, very common, is this narrative that we tell ourselves that we're busy. And I don't know if you called me out on that, Emma. Um, probably. Maybe it was my therapist. Maybe, maybe it was my therapist. Maybe it was both of you, probably both of you. And I was always like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And they were like, why, why do you keep saying that? Like, you know, is it true? And what I found like nowadays is like, I keep saying I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And then I look at my calendar and I've done like, yeah, literally four or five hours work. And then I left at one o'clock, like to go to the gym and I didn't do anything else. I'm like, maybe I'm not busy. Maybe I just say I'm busy and I'm feeling stressed because I keep telling myself I'm busy. It was actually, it's not that bad. So just be aware of the narrative. Look, even if you are busy, just don't reinforce that narrative. It doesn't serve you in any way, shape or form. It's like this badge of honor does not help. Yeah, but um, I think, it, I mean, it's partly other people, isn't it? Like, and especially being a personal trainer, people are like, essentially what they mean is, are you, is your business okay? Like, if I was like, oh, like, how's work? Are you busy? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm really, really busy, really busy, really busy. Different. No, 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 but this is like, this is kind of, I think, often where it stems from. It's like, 
as a personal trainer anyway, especially in like a gym, that's kind of like, it, it's like, oh, well, if I'm busy, I'm doing well. And actually it's not always about being busier and busier and busier, especially if your profit margin isn't in line with that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. Like telling yourself you're busy, not particularly useful. You can always be busy. Self narratives in general, you just be careful with what you're telling yourself because it's likely that it becomes true and it, you can then tell yourself whatever you want to become true. We were going into woo woo here, but I do think it's important. And um, what did my, I, I banging on my therapist, I had a session yesterday, so it was like pumped, but she said, your emotions are the products of the stories you tell yourself. If you change the stories, you, you change the emotions. And I was just like, so if you're stressed all the time, it's because of the stories you're telling yourself, probably rather than Or what reality. you're telling yourself stress means. Like, well, yeah, all of the above. I mean, you're not in a war zone. Like, that stress, you're not being attacked by a tiger. That stress, you just have to make your logo or not. Yeah, but I know? mean, anything that you're stressed about, I talk about this all the time on the podcast, but anything that you're stressed about is usually just something that you care about. Like, I'm only stressed about getting all my work done because I actually care about doing it really well. Like, if I took away all of your life yeah, stress, yeah. you'd have nothing in your life. You'd have nothing that you care about in your life. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm actually like, you can change that into, I'm really grateful about the stress that I have. Like that means that, yeah. I'm doing stuff that I really care about that my life is full. If you're someone who doesn't have any life stress, you literally don't have anything that you care about in your life. Like I don't, I don't see stress as a bad thing. Obviously chronically being stressed, not great, but um, yeah. That, that's so, subtle art of giving a fuck, like choose the fucks you want to give, choose what you want to be stressed about. Like you can't give all the fucks to everything. You can't be stressed about everything. It's not worth it. You you pick and be very very selective. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is it kind of comes back to like treating yourself like a business, but setting boundaries both with your clients and with like your friends. Like knowing that like you know this is when I work. I'm not coming for lunch, even though I am self-employed. Like just being quite like stern about it. you don't have to be like this is my work time but you can be like oh I'm at work I work these hours whatever um same with clients like you will stress yourself out you will burn yourself out you will start resenting the job that you freaking love if you're like have your notifications on all the time and you're like contact me whenever you want and you're replying to whatsapp messages at 10 at night and you never ever switch off and not only like your mood will be impacted by that, your responses to your clients will be impacted by that. Like the quality of service they're getting will be impacted as well. And quite honestly, their respect for you will be massively impacted. If you're like, I'm more than happy. I mean, have whatever rules you want, but I'm normally like, I'm more than happy for you to message me whenever you want. But I check my emails at these times. So that's when you get the response. Like I don't care when it gets sent, but these are the times when I will respond. And that sets, then they understand like, oh, that's when I'm here for Emma. So it's not like sent an email, I wonder when I'm going to get a message back. And I'm not stressed about replying to anything. And I turn my notifications off so I don't even see it coming in. Then I log on when I'm ready and I'm ready to reply and I've got time, I've got brain, I've got focus to actually give them quality, like attention. That is so much better from both sides. And to be honest, no one needs 24 hour WhatsApp support. Like if that's on your thing, take it right off right now. Like Sure, message me whenever you want, but these are the response times. And and yeah, I think you just get a hell of a lot more respect from clients for that as well. 
I literally have in my WhatsApp, what's it like a bio thing? Like, I'll get back to you when I can. I didn't even know there was a bio on WhatsApp. Oh, you have like a line you can you can put something in. You're going to change yours now. I just can't even see it on yours. I think if you click on the profile, that little, little face. Where? Little face. Uh, what does it actually say? You see it? No, I can't yeah, do we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you ASAP offline on Saturdays. Oh, mine doesn't say that. Maybe no, mine says you always that. get back to me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyway, you've just put some books in here, which are all great. Uh, the, other, the other thing I would just add, and this is just because um, sometimes I resent these books, like you will literally get the gist of deep work from the first chapter like you don't need to read the full book you want to read the full book crack on what i disagree read the full book because i'll give you the gist in five seconds deep work is where you're super productive you've got about four hours a day right none of you will believe me if you put in the commitment and effort to read the full book you'll read a million stories about it you'll read around it you're it's more likely to sink in so that is my reasoning and you will for just going for the full book. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I don't know, for me, like, I don't need that. I don't need to do that. But if you need to be convinced, sure, keep reading. I Like, but, uh, principles are pretty simple. You can also get, like... Principles are super simple. You can get, like, um, whatever. Summaries. Summaries of these kind of things that's just, like... And pretty, actually really good ones. Like, there's quite good ones on, like, YouTube and stuff of, like, these are the key principles of the book. Here's a couple of examples. Yeah, yeah. Bam, bam, bam great like if you're into reading and you really want to do it and you're still getting benefit from it I just find that after I mean I think I read three quarters of Carl Newport's book and it is very good but it was just the same thing repeated yeah yeah but you people need it repeated because they won't do it well us mere mortals need to actually have it hammered in Whereas you're just like, oh, this is fine. This is effort. Well, I think no, I, I mean, it's not particularly new concept, is it? Like, I already get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And then maybe um, when you've, like, experienced it as well. Like, I, I would say it's, it's similar to flow state and probably everyone's experienced it. It they, is. It's like, the same. Oh, my God. I got so much work done there. And actually, like, an hour's passed. I didn't even realize like, yeah, that's yeah, the It's work. flow state. Yeah. I mean, flow state is a whole different topic. Flow state. I can... Yeah, yeah, there's loads of books. I think the, the OG book on flow is by Mikhail Chikovsky or something. Oh, yes. The OG. Um, yeah. Okay, um, let's cut this because I don't want to move on to another topic. Um, Agreed. But I think productivity take-homes are be more organised. I mean, the, things like having even just really basic stuff like on my calendar for google i've got like 7 30 till 9 a.m deep work obviously it's not all deep work but like that's the, sort of the time that i do a block of work in the morning and then there's like bam two till 5 30 coffee shop work and then there's like meetings and things around that but scheduling those things in because you know they're important really 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 useful and that's i'll, I'll share my I'll share my calendar. I'll share my Google calendar. You can kind of see an example of it. I don't want to do it. I need to block out the names, but I can, I can share it. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much. We will see you on Tuesday. Okay. Wait.